Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I can't even believe I'm going to ask you this, but I have to. What? you had sex with a ghost? A ghost, yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Tell me. Hello. <laughs> I was trying to be spooky, y'all. You know what? I can't do it. Happy Halloween, you guys. <laughs> To those of you who celebrate, um, if you're not listening to it on Halloween, happy day. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine. With me, Cara Berry, our pop culture roundup and a reality TV recap. This week, I am doing Winter House and, shockingly, Kardashians. I mean, nobody's as surprised as I am. I will say um, that this recap of the Kardashians is significantly better than the last two um if only because i enjoyed it i can't make any guarantees of the quality of it but i had more fun recording it so hopefully you will have more fun listening to it but let's get into um our pop culture roundup of this week we're gonna start off with um i really just have a couple a couple things before we get into our special segment but um our girl of the week Matthew Perry. Um, Matthew Perry, a.k.a. Chandler of Friends, is releasing a book in which, you know, he's really mentioning it all. He's really talking about his life, his struggles with substance abuse, and uh, this is why I'm going to give him the girl of the week. Apparently, his uh, fixation on Keanu Reeves, of all people, America's fucking sweetheart, okay? Our Asian-American prince, Keanu Reeves. Um there were not one but two mentions of Keanu Reeves in this book. Y'all, if you didn't hear this, like, I'm like, what? what is your problem, man? What is going on, Matthew? So, 
the first mention of Keanu Reeves is when Matthew's talking about his relationship to River Phoenix. They worked together, they were buddies, and he was really affected by River's passing. So he says, River was a beautiful man inside and out. Too beautiful for this world, it turned out. It always seems to be the really talented guys who go down. Why is it that the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? (laughs) Well, damn, okay. Um, So then, the second mention in the memoir is when he talks about working with Chris Farley and their relationship. And, you know, again, another guy who passed away too soon. And he says... His disease, his disease had progressed faster than mine had. Um, talking about his reaction to Chris Farley passing. I punched a hole through Jennifer Aniston's dressing room wall when I found out. Keanu Reeves walks among us. <laughs> now why am I in it? See how I get thrown into stuff? I didn't even did nothing. What, what is it? Why Keanu Reeves? And why twice? And why like why not just say, like, there are terrible people? Like, why don't you actually mention, like, an actual bad person? I mean, I cannot think of a single person who has a bad thing to say about Keanu Reeves. First of all, he's hot as shit. He minds his own business. He, like, says a bunch of poetic shit and then leaves and then, like, stares you longingly into your eyes. And, like, you know, you get to see his, like, long, flowy hair and his nice skin. And then he just, like, moves on and, like, has a moment to himself in Washington Square Park. Like, what did Keanu Reeves do to anybody? Nothing. I thought we all decided that, like, we all love Keanu Reeves. We've lifted him up. He's, like, uh, the new generation Tom Hanks. But, like, hot. It, it, like, you know, no disrespect to Mr. Hanks, but, like, I don't want to fuck him. I, I would let Keanu Reeves beat the brakes off of me. That You know what? This has nothing to do with anything. Matthew, why? <laughs> What's with it? What, what was with it? So Matthew actually had to issue an apology. He issued a statement and says, I'm actually a big fan of Keanu. Are you? <laughs> Are you? You seem to have uh, very particular opinions about him being alive. <laughs> so <laughs> then he says, I just chose a random name. My mistake. I apologize. I should have used my own name instead. Well, yeah. Maybe. I mean... That's a little dark. I don't want to. I don't want you to say that you should be dead either. But like, uh, you don't have to say anybody. That, that's just so funny. It's just so like out of nowhere. Shout out to Keanu Reeves. You know, always and forever. Anyway, moving on to a. Can I get a hell yeah? That I truly cannot believe that I'm saying is going to. You know what? I don't think we can call her Jesus Jugs anymore. Alexis Bellino, former Real Housewife of uh, Orange County, she announced uh, to us all lovingly the introduction to uh, of her son Miles. So she posted an Instagram story, a picture of her and Mar- Miles, and says, "Hey world." This is Miles, my transgender son. He's now a month shy of 15 years old, so he's seen the questions and comments made about him on my IG. Miles now has a voice and has asked me to do this post. I had stopped posting for the past few months due to this transition in Miles' life, but he's now ready to, quote-unquote, come out and use his platform to stop any hate or questions. I refused to post this from him for a while, but now I know Miles truly wants this because he's tired of the misgendering and confusion people have 
So we're setting the record straight and hopefully bringing clarity. I cannot imagine the strength and courage it took for my baby to do this, but I'm extremely proud of, proud of him. And I want everyone to understand that love doesn't change in these situations. It's unconditional love. She's like going to make me cry. <laughs> so nice so then she goes on to say miles came out as a transgender boy to me over 16 months ago he hid it from everyone else for a while but eventually got to where we are now to his freedom my son has now flourished my son now smiles naturally for the first time in years my son now loves the clothes he wears my son can breathe knowing he can be his true self my son lights up every single time a stranger calls him he my son runs with the boys. My son can actually feel. My son can have a life now, live life now with his true self. This is my same child and with his kind heart that only gave his, excuse me, that gave his only water bottle to his thirsty friend in kindergarten. This is my same child who gave every spare dollar on him to the homeless person on the street. I'm so proud of Miles for wanting to stop the hate and for being brave enough to step forward at such a young age. He now has his entire life to live the way he should. FYI, all hate on my social media will be immediately deleted and that user instantly blocked. Let's bring peace and happiness and unity from this. We're all human and we're all equal. I'm 100% fully supportive of my son and I hope you will be too. I love you all. Thank you for supporting me and my family through our many transitions throughout the years. The world needs needs more love and kindness. The first hashtag is WWJD. <laughs> And then thank you, Jesus, for our family. You know what? <laughs> shout out to you, girl. Like, shout out to Alexa. Shout out to Miles. I honestly, like, I don't want to give her more credit, you know? Because I'm a firm believer of, like, this just should be how a parent is. But we know it isn't. And I think it's just more um, uh, impactful for me personally because, well, not personally, but, like, it's more impactful to see somebody come from that conservative of a world and an enclave. And, um, you know, unfortunately she has not deleted all of the comments and so many people, people who like, you know, were probably like, Oh, we love you, Alexis. Like thinking that she had all these conservative views and she was just like them are now doing and saying like hateful, ignorant, bullshit comments about her son in these things like oh i can't believe it you know i thought you loved jesus and like you're you know and, and misgendering miles and like just being incredibly vile human beings and she alexis has clapped back a couple times on them very lovingly as she should and check them and i appreciate that i really really do because i you know i she had to have known that like people in her own community, people that she probably has considered over the years, close friends or acquaintances were probably going to be saying some dumb shit. And I appreciate that. I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> I don't want to be shady towards Alexis, but I did not think she was capable of any of those things, any of the things that I just read and all the love and all of that. Um, so shout out to you. We got to find a new name for her. Honestly, I mean, maybe this is a Jesus that we need, you know, a Jesus with 600 cc's of, of silicone. Maybe we do need Jesus drugs. Maybe we do. Something we should all think about. Um. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. This is going to be a, a um awkward moving on <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but Joy Behar, 
recently said on the view that she was uh did you guys see by the way the the ladies who went to the view uh when ted cruz was there and they just started screaming things at him while he was talking like in the middle of the interview (laughs) shout out to them but anyway um joy behar had said on the uh view that she had a sexual encounter with a ghost and Whoopi's response is, we're just going to move on from that. But you know what? I can't do that. So I decided to, um, just as a fun Halloween treat, <laughs> to uh, share with you a list of celebrities who claim that they have engaged in spectrophilia, a.k.a. A sexual encounter with a ghost. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Starting with Meta World Peace, a.k.a. Ron Artest, a.k.a that guy who's on, you know, various celebrity reality TV competition shows saying strange things and then leaving, um, did an interview and said that he had had an encounter at the Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City. So allegedly, the Skirvin Hotel is a, like, the hotel of choice of the NBA when they're in Oklahoma City, but it's also notorious for being haunted by an allegedly very cheeky and sexually experimental ghost named Effie. Um, she has been known to get in the shower with the male guests, allegedly proposition. I don't know what I'm saying allegedly, like she can Effie's not gonna sue me, okay? <laughs> but um she's been known to get in the shower with male guests, proposition men in the hall, stroll through the hotel naked, looking for a good time. Like she is a real good time girl. So the go-to spot uh, for the NBA visiting teams, uh, the hotel allegedly has a reputation for keeping players up with things that go hump in the night. Um, Some of the basketball players apparently won't stay there. They'll even um, put their own money up on staying in a different hotel so they don't have to be there rather than deal with Effie and her just being horny all the time. So Meta World Peace said that in a Halloween weekend of 2016, the Lakers were in town. He was playing for them and Effie took what she wanted. He says the ghosts were all over me and I just accepted it. (laughs) They touched me all over the place. I'm taking one of the coasts to court for touching me in the wrong places. So (laughs) Ron Artes is a very strange man. (laughs) Um, Our second one or our third one, if you include joy, is going to be to Lucy Liu, who in 1999 did an interview with Us Weekly and said that she had a sexual encounter um, while she was taking a nap on her futon. She says, some sort of spirit came down from God knows where and made love to me. It was sheer bliss. I felt everything. I climaxed. And then he floated away. It was almost like what may have happened to Mary. Like, Mother of Jesus Christ. That's how it felt. Something came down and touched me, and now it watches over me. <laughs> um, our third one is uh, Paz de la Huerta. Okay. She did an interview in which uh, the interviewer asked her about her encounter with none other than Elvis Presley. So the interviewer says, You said once that Elvis's ghost gave you an orgasm in his recording at Graceland, his recording studio. That's unbelievable. <laughs> she says, yeah, I was with my ex-boyfriend and I had to beg him to go to Graceland. I felt like he was jealous of Elvis, even though, because I've always been infatuated with him. 
which is hysterical because he's passed away. So the interviewer says, your ex-boyfriend, the singer, Scott Weiland? She says, yeah. So I went to his recording studio because sometimes the sensitive people feel him in this room. And I stood in the corner and I felt him. What can I say? I felt him touch me. And so the interviewer says, when you say he touched you, do you mean like in a Hitachi magic wand kind of way? (laughs) And she goes, I mean, come on, he's a ghost. (laughs) I felt his spirit through me and give me pleasure. I experienced that when my cat died. What? She waited until I got home from Sundance and she passed away the second she was in my arms. And I felt her spirit go through my body. But this was different. It was like Elvis was tickling me with a feather. And to end, we're going to end on none other than Bobby Brown himself, who <laughs> wrote a book uh, a few years ago called Every Little Step. And in the book, he says, to this day, I believe that house was haunted. He, this is a house that he lived in, I believe, with Whitney. He says, we would often see white women walk down the hallway. I don't know if he means like Caucasian women or like like a ghost ghostly white i'm not sure but he says one memorable night one of the ghosts descended from the ceiling and had sex with me after you stop laughing i need you to hear what i'm saying because i'm not making this up and let me add this this is before i ever touched any drug besides weed or alcohol like thank you bobby for the disclaimer because <laughs> we were all gonna wonder you know like that it's a fair question bobby so he goes in my bedroom i had a big round bed with a mirrored ceiling looming above I always slept in the nude, so one night I woke up to the sensation of a woman on top of me. I looked up and in the mirrors, and I could actually see a white woman straddling me on the bed. That sensation felt exactly like sex. I could feel my penis inside of her and everything. It was not a dream. I was definitely awake while it was happening. All of a sudden, she was gone, leaving me alone and incredibly excited and terrified at the same time. I love a spooky story. Um... And I love a sexual story. So <laughs> the combination of the two really, really was uh, good for me. Um, I hope you guys have a good Halloween. Let's move on. We're going to be talking about Kardashians first and then uh, Winter House. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, check it out later. You know the best way to describe how I handle life? I'm like Tom Cruise in Minority Report. And it's like, my life are these slides. And anytime I'm just, it's not in front of me and I don't have to deal, I slide it out and go to the next picture. Like, okay, mom, in hospital, we're dealing with that. Okay, kids, this, I have to deal with that. Okay, Chloe drama, okay, let's deal with this. When that's done, okay, Courtney drama, okay, this. I can totally focus just on one thing and not let the next thing or the last thing really affect what I'm doing right now. I know that's like really crazy and rare, but that's just like how I get through life. A great poet once said, miracles happen once in a while when you believe. And while I don't think that anybody listening to this thinks it's a miracle that I'm about to recap the Kardashians again, they should. They really should. Um... I found a perfect marriage of there were actually interesting things to talk about slash this is going to be a much shorter recap than it usually is. So I think this is going to be good. I'm standing before you today for the first time in weeks, actually excited to talk about this episode of the Kardashians. So let's get into it and then move on with our day. So the first thing we see is Travis and Courtney. We left off on the incredible cliffhanger of whether or not Kravis got married last week. And we find out, uh, yes and no. 
as we've already known. Um, so they were in Vegas for the Grammys. They got drunk. And by the way, they're in, uh, they're doing glam for an upcoming commercial, something they're very passionate about as a couple and as individuals. They've really bonded over this. Um, vegan chicken nuggets. Yeah. Um, so they're talking about the night that they decided to get married and, Courtney hands her phone over to her friend, Simon, who we know Simon. He has been with the family for quite some time. He used to work with Jonathan Chebin, a.k.a. the Babadook, a.k.a. Food God. And they had a PR firm. They had a one hit wonder, one season wonder show on E! about their uh, PR firm. And so Simon's like been around. He's really been like a food god is Kim's friend. Simon is more Courtney's. Uh, so she hands him her phone just so they could see the footage of them, you know, in the chapel with the fake Elvis with the spray tan and the what four seconds that we see of that video. Courtney is fucking wasted. Like she, they're playing the vows and she's like, you know, I do. I love you so much, Travis. Like, <laughs> girl, this is a Courtney that we need to see. Like the Courtney that got so wasted, does not remember her own wedding and then puked immediately afterwards. That's the Courtney that I want to see. Why are you hiding that from us, Court? So then they go and do this commercial. And I guess the concept is um, Kravis being horny and being hounded by the paparazzi as they shove uh, soy-based chicken into their mouths and make out with each other. And then like, the little fake chicken bits are swirling as their tongues are swirling. You know, it's like a whole thing. And at this point, I was like, okay, I feel like much like... Um, Dan Schneider, Nickelodeon show, or um, a Quentin Tarantino joint. Like, I think that we might now be paying to be in on their sexual fetishes. And I say no more. I say no more. Okay. At one point, Courtney says, you know, to all of you guys who make fun of us for making out with each other, I now live a life and where I, in which I feel like nobody's watching. And I hope that you guys get that one day too. Well, I don't, I don't Courtney. Like, I don't want to live a life where people are openly disgusted by me and I just don't give a shit. You know, like in any realm, I don't want to live a life where like my imaginary children are like, please, mommy, stop, please. I'm I'm having to make cards and give them to you drawn up to please leave us alone and stop assaulting us with your tongue down our st new stepfather's mouth. I can't take it anymore. Boundaries. Boundaries. Anyway, Chris gets her stitches out from her hip surgery and then she goes down to kick it with Kim and they bring up Courtney's wedding. But Kim's like, whatever, this is bullshit. That's not real. Um, I've done it. Who cares? And I feel like this might be the first time in Kardashian history where they have on camera talked about Kim's first wedding. I mean, they didn't really talk about it. It was basically just Chris saying in a confessional that Kim did not tell her. And they had to find out online. And then uh, the producer's like, well, would you have told you if you were Kim? She's like, no, I would have been terrified. So, you know, there, what is the story behind that? I can't really remember, but it, I remember it being quite contentious and Chris being really fucking pissed off. 
And uh, Robert, may he rest, um, also not being happy because uh, her first husband, Damon Thomas, you know, had had a lot of melanin in his skin. And and uh, Robert didn't like that. You guys know that? You guys know the an- anecdote about how um, Robert had been dating Sean Holly, And by all reports, this was the lawyer, Lindsay Lohan's lawyer, when she was in all her stuff. And... Um, that they were dating around the time of the OJ trial. And that, like I said, by all accounts, uh, Sean Holly was Robert's one true love, but he did not want to uh, get serious with her or get married to her because she was black. Allegedly. So, you know, you know, it's like hard to speak ill of the dead, but you can speak the truth about them and it can make you ill, you know? You know, I, I, you know, there's also the saying that like, we shouldn't speak about the people who can't defend themselves, but it's been my personal opinion for quite some time that if we want to look at the Kardashian children's weird relationship to race, I think we should not be focusing all of our attentions toward Kris Jenner. Maybe we shouldn't be focusing most of our attention towards Chris quite as kept. But anyway, that was not what I was going. I wasn't trying to go down this path. But um, so uh, Kim plans to do a Skims uh, launch a photo shoot. Groundbreaking. Um, everybody goes to Jimmy Kimmel to do promo for season one of the show, the series premiere of the show. And there is huge drama like seconds before they're about to get on stage you guys makeup by mario kim's makeup artist did not remember to put body makeup on her stomach to match the color of the rest of her body Ooh, i mean thank god he got it just in the nick of time can you imagine ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. 
BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. After that, Kim does her Kim does her skim shoot, and she does it with like these big time Victoria's Secret models. We've got Tyra, uh, Alessandra, Candace, Heidi Klum, all the bangers. And North is there, could not care less, <laughs> could not give less of a fuck about these women. And the thing I found interesting, I was like, wasn't there something with uh, Kanye dating Candace recently? And this is, I don't remember, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Swan, Swanapole? Swanapole. Um, and there was. But the most interesting thing about all of this is how this came out that they were dating. Can you hear the breeze of the air quotes that I'm making on the microphone? Um, so, Candace, we have to go back to not that long ago, actually, just like a couple weeks ago. Uh, there were rumors about Candace and Kanye dating. And then I found an article from the New York Post, page six, that was like, oh, this is a complete PR stunt because Candace, well, I guess we can say was the face of uh, Yeezy Gap. And so they were just like kind of palling around each other as a PR bullshit, like we're working together situation. I have not seen an article like blatantly say these people are only acting as a couple for their own personal business interests and their fact that they've collaborated together. Like I've never seen an article just like straight up say that there have been things that'll like hint you know, but never just like blatantly, oh, this is completely for PR. And that makes me believe that that had to have come from Candace's camp. And you know what? Shout out to you, Candace. You were very smart to put that out because Lord, imagine if this happened. Uh, I mean, like, God, this is what September 16th. I think the article was imagine if that shit come out had, like a week later. <laughs> She had to know, I think I'm going to jump off this boat right now. And my God, great timing for you, Candace. So anyway, this scene with the Kim and the models was interesting because, excuse me, it's rare to see Kim be like, she was starstruck. And she was telling them the story about how she had gotten into a Victoria's Secret show in 2008. And she was just staring at them. And like, she can't believe that they're doing this uh, photo shoot for her. And then I think it's Heidi who's like, why don't you hop in the photo shoot with us? And she's like, I can't. Should I? You guys, I can't do that. Like, you guys are models. Like, okay, well, you know, I am lasered, so I'm ready. Ready. You guys have, it's so weird. Do you guys just happen to have underwear of my exact size? Wow. Well, I guess I have to now. <laughs> like, Kim, girl. Let's not act like you were going to hop in a, a picture with them. Nice try. And this is like incredibly shallow, but I really was happy for Kim because you could genuinely tell that this like 
made her life. And I would just, like, if we're going to see somebody who's disgustingly rich spend their money on dumb shit, I would much rather watch her do this, like, pay to see her dreams come true so she can get in a photo with Tyra Banks than, like, her cashmere-lined private jet. You feel me? In the world of the Kardashians, this, for me, was heartwarming. So, moving on. (laughs) Okay, so then we get to the Hulu premiere. Like, Disney has set this up. They keep saying that they've never had a premiere with E! So, this is, like, brand new territory. They've never done a red carpet and a viewing party. Everything that they've done, they've done together. They just, like... I think Kim said that they watched every episode of the E! series at Chris's house as a family. Every single one. So this is like brand new. Kim's acting like she's never been on a red carpet or taken a picture before in her life, which was interesting. She's like, what do I do? How do I pose? What? You tell us, girl. <laughs> anyway, um, Chloe. Chloe. Chloe, I think, doesn't need to be on the show anymore. I think we need to put her on pause. I just think psychologically... She is not built for this. She's not built for fame. She's talking about how she doesn't want to be on the carpet because it just gives, and like, also, like, I don't understand why everybody else wants to do this because it just gives everybody an opportunity to tear us down for our looks and things like that. And I, this is getting dark. And I don't think Chloe is understanding that she's saying the quiet part part out loud and everybody seems to be hearing it but her. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think... First of all, I don't... She really needs to talk to somebody. Truly. And I don't... I think it's pretty obvious that she's not. Um, Kendall's doing the best she can, but she can only do so much. You know? She can only do so much. (laughs) Truly, I think she needs to talk to somebody, but she also needs to, like... Maybe just take a break from the fame because it seems like if you don't want to, totally understandable that a red carpet would be nerve wracking, but she doesn't even want to like go outside for fear that people take pictures of her. Like she didn't want to go to Miami because she didn't want to get photographed. Like at this point it's giving Rob flying back from Europe at Kim's wedding because he didn't want to be photographed. You know, like, it's getting a little deep here, Clovisophine, and I think you should think about that. But, so, they're all getting ready. Like, we're just seeing our typical, like, oh, everybody's in glam, talking about how they're excited they are for the night. Kylie, interestingly enough, so when this premiere happened, there had been a lot of rumors that Kylie uh, photoshopped herself into red carpet photos and took her own photos. Um... And was not actually on the red carpet with the family because she was really insecure about her looks, her postpartum baby body, and all that. Basically, we got a confirmation about that without really getting a confirmation. It was like, uh, obviously, the footage we get of Kylie getting ready is her in somebody's backyard with a, you know, Olin Mills backdrop. It looks like she's on like a tennis court or a basketball court and there's this big backdrop set up, white backdrop, and she's like posing and taking pictures in front of this backdrop. And then we see a lot of footage of the family on the red carpet. Uh, Courtney's making out with Travis in one corner. Chloe's with True. She's terrified. Kim's having the time of her life. 
Chris is floating about everywhere. Like everything is happening. You don't once see footage of Kylie on the carpet, getting onto the carpet at the event. None. Couple flashes that we do get of Kylie are so clearly taken off of like a cell phone footage and not the professional cameras that are at the event. Girl, she was not there. She wasn't there. <laughs> that is so wild. She was not there. And they were really trying to act like she was. It, but also, it, it was like, oh, here's long shots of the family. Here's long shots of Courtney and Travis and their kids. And here's a whole long shot of the uh, red carpet that we see like several times. You get a very wide shot. And then it's just like tiny 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 pixelated footage of kylie interspersed in between girl she wasn't there and like this really shouldn't be a drama i I don't know i'm wondering if like are you guys making this more dramatic because you know i don't know like i wonder if that was strategery or if they were really just like uh i guess we'll just show this footage because we don't have anything else to do i don't know i don't know Seemed like, seemed it, wow. Seemed like they were courting and actively being like, hey, you guys remember that rumor that happened a few months ago? We're going to ignite that again. So the episode ends with everybody piling into the theater to watch the series premiere episode. And (laughs) Chloe says in a confessional that the whole thing was really awkward for her. And, you know, it's just like really weird to have to relive these moments. And you've, you know, Tristan's fooled you once, twice, three times a lady and you're over it. But now everybody's watching that beautiful bean footage play again and you have to relive those moments. And so (laughs) Chloe decides to, uh, I don't know re rewrite the narrative if you will by there was a clip or a scene where she's talking to Tristan and Tristan says something about like oh you know I think we're in a good place let's expand our family god willing I think we should look into making that happen <laughs> so Chloe you know the lights are down the theater's quiet she just yells liar <laughs> liar <laughs> And then she's retelling it in a uh, confessional. She's like, you know, I was watching the scene and Tristan was saying, honestly, whatever the fuck he was saying, something about loving me or whatever. Honestly, I blacked it out. And I just, I just felt rage. I just felt like what a crock of shit. What a crock of shit. And I'm watching myself and I believed him. And you know what? Let it out, girl. Let it out. Let it out. Okay, we're done. That was good. I felt good about that. And I hope you did. I I mean, it's nice to be back. I, you know, I love to be able to move forward with everybody and have fun, but I think it's important that, you know, I have a conversation with you. Yeah, so I just want to, I guess, explain my thought process on everything. I don't agree with the way everything was handled, but I did want to explain how I felt. I would love that. And then if it's okay with you, is it okay if I say something after? No. This isn't going to go back and forth. I'm explaining my thought process. You can take with that whatever you want, and we can move past this. I don't want to hear anything after that. Because when you make someone feel a certain way, just let them explain that. And don't give an explanation. You don't have to apologize. We're just going to move past it. Okay? Yeah. 
when we were in the hot tub and you had like tried to kiss me, I'd been very clear on my boundaries physically. And I felt like my body language was pretty obvious that I didn't want to be super physical. I know I had never verbally said anything. And sometimes a girl doesn't need to, to verbally tell you in order for you to understand or get the hint that she doesn't want your hands on her. So I had just felt like that line had been crossed. I definitely want to move past it. I know what I can do better moving forward, and I hope you know what you can do better moving forward as well. Yeah. Now that, yeah, it's been communicated to me. Okay. I pick up everything you're putting down with thank what you. you just said. Thank you. And thank you for making that aware to me, and let's see if we can build a friendship. Okay. I think that'd be cool. Okay? Thank you. All right, you got it. I want to get really well. Thank yeah. you. When you make somebody feel a certain way, you need to take ownership of it. And I'm not going to be disrespectful. Like, if I did that, then it's on me to All right, you guys, let's finish it up by talking about the latest episode of Winter House. Um, Luke is now out of the house as we left off. The general consensus that morning, like the morning after, seems to be that Craig was right for standing up for Jessica, but wrong in his delivery. Austin's showing up. Boo. <laughs> tomato 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 he's gonna be showing up at the house finally Paige gives sierra the heads up that she's pretty sure that austin is seeing somebody back in charleston if you guys watch summer not summer house southern charm uh that is olivia now it's interesting that Paige would have to uh remind sierra of that because sierra should know because the last time she saw austin was when Austin realized that after telling Olivia, okay, if you guys don't watch Southern Charm, this is what happened. The man is diabolical. So the season begins and he's like kind of talking to this Olivia chick, right? They're just like dating, you know, in the in the beginning phases, right? She wants to take it a little bit more seriously, but Austin, as he does, is like, you know, I think we should actually take it's slower just go back to being friends blah 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 so olivia's like bet she gets hooked up with somebody maybe naomi or somebody but she goes to this event that they're all at for the show goes with this date and austin loses his mind to the point where Paige is in town and he finds out that sierra is also in charleston finds out and he ends up hooking up with her and this is like sometime in november i think of uh 20 21 i guess um so <clears throat> it would be surprising to me that sierra wouldn't be aware of olivia already but okay the ladies end up staying at home all the guys go to the mountain to go snowboarding and drink lover boy or whatever and jessica talks more about her feelings with the luke situation and she's like you know how Kind of like I said, like, <clears throat> a lot of women have been through this, unfortunately. Like, maybe you start being kind of into a guy, but then you lose interest, and then he isn't taking the hint that you have lost interest, and he thinks because you expressed interest in the beginning that that's just, like, carrying over. Like, you've now given him a lifetime pass to hit on you, and Paige says, you know, like, it's like, guys don't think that we're allowed to change our minds. Jessica then starts to talk about her religious upbringing. She was very strict Baptist, raised in the kind of culture where the men were supposed to be dominant and you weren't supposed to complain. And so, like, she is just not 
coming from a place where she really has a foundation of speaking up for herself in these kind of situations, like when you're uncomfortable. Then she says, Luke's not a bad person. I just think he didn't read my body language. And Paige encourages Jessica, I really think you should tell Luke. It's going to make you feel better. It'll only be helpful for him in the future. And so they do that later. Austin ends up muppeting his way into the house and says that his mind is a lot more clear than it was in the summer of 2021 when he was like fucking Sierra over and making out with her roommate, Lindsay for everybody to see and that he's hoping to be in a good place with everybody. And it's like, that's just really easy to say when you've been in a position of power this entire time, you know? And at this point I actually started to feel a little bit sad for Sierra because at least I gotta say, I don't really believe for a second that she's over Austin. I think she's still pretty in her feelings about it. And I don't really blame her because he did treat her like shit. But at least now she's trying to act like she's stronger and act like she's over him. But at some point in the episode, she is talking to Corey and she says that there's like a weird taste in her mouth about trying to pursue things with him. Which is weird because last episode she said that she was kind of annoyed that Corey was bringing Austin into why he wasn't attracted to her or like pursuing something with her because she's like, gosh, am I just going to have the stain on me forever because of Austin? But like, I also get it because Austin's really dramatic. Um, I just think it's always hard to be in a position like what a lot of the things that Sierra did were whack and we can all agree with that. But I also think it's really hard to be in a position where you're like ostensibly moving in for a couple of weeks with the guy who played the fuck out of you on national television multiple times, multiple times. And like, now you know how everybody feels about that. You know that everybody thinks you have permanent clown makeup on under that beautiful face of yours. And that sucks. That's gotta be a bitter pill to swallow. So Sierra plans this dating, like speed dating exercise, getting to know you uh, situation, right? Um, highlights from this, which there were quite a few. Usually I don't like games like this and like activities. I just think that they're really boring, but uh, wow, you guys really uh, let it out, so to speak. Um, one was a revelation, and this was a softball, that um, Kyle had faked an orgasm, and in order to um, add some authenticity to the situation, he spit on the girl's back. And then Jessica reveals that she had a threesome with twin brothers. And then the, the, the biggest whopper of all, Corey, reveals that his wildest sexual encounter was when he got... He met a husband and wife. The husband was like, hey, um, can you fuck my wife and I'll watch? So the guy was watching in the corner and he made the wife squirt. So, you know, hey, live and let live. Live and let live. I will say that a lot of questions just bubbled up in my brain when all of these revelations were revealed. And um, it's probably best that I not uh, relay the questions that I had and just uh, get on over to incognito mode and figure it out myself. Okay. So we'll move on. Um, there's a brief thing where Paige gets annoyed at Craig with, for like interrupting. Oh, she has a, a Amazon fashion meeting. In the middle of the living room, 
of a winter house share that she's sharing with like how many other people and she's on television, right? So she tells everybody, hey, like, please don't say anything inappropriate. I'm going to be on this meeting. She's talking about how um, she's doing a fashion line with Amazon. This is going to be her first dip into a fashion line that she's been allegedly wanting for years. And uh, so she's having this meeting, not even not even so much as an air AirPod into one ear. And Craig says something from like the second floor balcony and she's annoyed which is fair but it's also like she makes a comment about how people just act like she what she does is just like pretend work and I can understand that like I think a lot of people confuse uh difficult with time consuming like a podcast is time consuming. It's not hard or it shouldn't be. Right. And I imagine that like a lot of things that Paige does aren't considered hard to people. And so therefore they feel like it's like frivolous, but also if you have this big corporate meeting with Amazon, maybe do it in your bedroom and not in the living room where everybody is having breakfast, the next room over, like, (laughs) why don't you take this seriously? She was still in her pajamas, you know? Still in, still in her messy ponytail and her pajamas from when she was sleeping the night before. So, you know, I don't know how mad at Craig we should be in this case. There are a lot of things that Craig does that are, like, absolutely um, feral, uh, uncouth, annoying, ungentlemanly. But, I, you know, we don't have to pick sides. This is not really that big of a situation. But I just felt like Craig was taking it as seriously as Paige was. So... Who do we really need to get mad at then? Okay. Anyway, Luke shows up back to the house. So he's been gone for like 24, two nights maybe before he comes back. <laughs> uh, Sierra's already moved into his old room, I guess. If you can call it your somebody's old room when they only were there for like 36 hours. Um, so Craig is trying to avoid him because he doesn't want to talk to him. It's like a whole thing. But Luke had a conversation with Kyle when he was out like on the slopes, bro. And he, Luke was like, I just want to figure out what's going on. Like, how's everybody feeling? Is everybody mad at me? Like, I want to make amends, but I just, you know, kind of want to know what I'm walking into. Right. So he moves into his old, into his new room and Jessica comes down to talk to him so jessica is like okay i'm just gonna explain my thought process and you know you can accept that if you want i don't want to hear anything about after that because luke asks if he can say something after she talks so she's like no actually you can't (laughs) so um she starts off by saying listen when you asked me to kiss you in the hot tub the first night I kind of explained to you my boundaries and how I like to take things slow and you know I felt like moving forward I was pretty clear with my body language that I wasn't interested and sometimes you know a person shouldn't have to tell you that like explicitly explain for you to pick up on that and then she says you know I know what to do better moving forward and I hope you do as well So Luke just sits there and he's like, thank you for communicating with me and making me aware of that. I really hope we can move forward and 
it seems like they more or less make up. Luke says in a confessional that when you make somebody feel a certain way, you really need to take ownership of it. And if he was disrespectful, it's on him to apologize. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is like... Best case scenario is not the phrasing here, but like I think in terms of, you know, a shitty situation and how you resolve it, I think this is the best case scenario. We can say that. Yeah. And I hope the rest of this time is like a lot more fun. (laughs) Not to be like, oh, anybody's being a downer in this situation. I just hope that like everybody can have more fun because this is like a tense, awkward situation that nobody wants to have to live in for 17 days. You know, sounds like torture. So then most of the house goes into this hit training, like the high intensity interval training slash brewery that they have in Vermont. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, at some point, Corey does a backflip. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm not really sure why, but we saw it. And then Amanda and Paige are staying back at the house, right? So then they have basically another sit down of the women who have tethered themselves to men who are out of control and probably need to figure out their relationship with alcohol. And Paige talks about how she just really didn't expect there would be so many times in like three days that she would have to run away because Craig is making it uncomfortable because he's, you know, um, telling Amanda to chill out and just accept that there are glass chips on the floor. Um, she, you know, she steps in him. That's really her problem. And that, uh, you know, threatening to toss people through windows and things like that. And she's just like, I just, <laughs> it's just really, really awkward. So Amanda gives her advice as a woman who's been through it for several years now. And she's like, yeah, I try to talk to Kyle privately when we have these situations. And Amanda makes a very good point of uh, over the years, Paige has had no problem calling Kyle out on his shit, uh, which is something for the record she really hasn't done with Craig. (laughs) Like she's really been, I think, more than accepting and not really trying to get into it with him for the sake of her friendship. And uh, Paige might need to pay more attention to that, I think. Like, think about the person who's trying to make it easier for you. And it's not your partner. He's actually the one who's actively starting fires everywhere. And Amanda, frankly, is doing you a favor by de-escalating the situation. Because she honestly has every right to be pissed. Because he did almost call her a bitch one time. (laughs) And um, said something else that was, like, really disrespectful. I can't remember what, though. But Amanda continues to give grace to the situation and is like, you know, I understand with Paige and Craig, you were in this really weird place of not wanting to upset them, especially in the beginning, which is, like, it's kind of depressing. Oh, should we talk about what happened on Watch What Happens Live? (laughs) 
<laughs> this really cracked me up. So Amanda and Paige were on and they do this thing. Andy does this thing where they put the heads of all the people in the winter cast up on the screen. And he asks the question and you're supposed to say like, Oh, who, you know, this question applies to. Right. So Andy asks Amanda who out of the winter house cast was like the most rude to uh, fans, you know, in-person interactions and stuff like that. And Amanda says like, well, I wouldn't pick anybody out of this group of people, but like, can I pick somebody else? And she says, Lindsay. And oh girl, Miss Hubbard was activated. Activated. She went on Instagram stories and was like, how dare you? Um, I go to all of these events as a, uh, you know, favor to you guys, like lover boy events. And she starts posting on her IG stories, all of her, um, pictures of her at different lover boy events across the country but what really made it funny for me <laughs> is that okay she's trying to be she's trying to defend herself against the allegation that she's rude to fans right but every picture she posted <laughs> were just pictures of her and carl <laughs> it's like i don't really think that this is making the point that you think it's making Lindsay, but okay <laughs> Why are they fighting? Why are they fighting? I honestly, I kind of love this because at BravoCon, I noticed that Amanda and Lindsay were like two peas in a pod, right? And really stuck on each other. And I was having a conversation with my friend Sam, shout out to her, about like, do you think that this is a real situation? Because we've never really seen Amanda and Lindsay be like friends like that before. It always seemed kind of like... Lindsay was Kyle's friend and you know that's like Amanda's the girlfriend right um and so Lindsay posted pictures of she and Amanda from Bravo <laughs> and I just feel like uh, this is messy Lindsay Hubbard is fighting for her life you guys she is fighting for her life she's fighting these allegations of her uh relationship being fake and fraud and phony and gross a lot of these allegations are from me, but some of them are from other people. Okay. Um, she is fighting these allegations against Danielle, which I heard a clip of her on the red carpet addressing her relationship with Danielle. And she said she was shooting some shots towards Danielle and basically was like, Danielle was the one who fucked up and she betrayed me several times. And so I'm like really curious to, <sighs> I, I have a feeling that Lindsay may not be, I mean, listen, of course she's going to defend herself, right? Of course. Um, <laughs> I just think I have a feeling she might be playing herself and she might really turn into the villain. And I kind of can't wait. <laughs> Something else that people had been talking about that I hadn't considered was the fact that Carl and Danielle used to date and that might be part of why they ended up not being friends. And Ooh, do you think even with the Robert of it all, Robert, the love of her life, I kind of don't believe that. But if that factors into it at all, this makes us like 7,000 times more interesting than it already was for me. All right, back to the show. So the house comes back from their hit beer 
party and they've discovered that Luke has shoveled the lake in the backyard of their house so that they can go ice skating on it, but also created some sort of uh, igloo fire pit for them to enjoy. I mean, this, this guy. <laughs> Where did Luke come from? Is this how everybody in Minnesota is? This is wild, but um, yeah, so Craig is now like kind of shaking in his loafers about the whole situation and he doesn't want to talk to Luke, but I think he kind of at this point realizes that he, I don't want to say he fucked up, but like maybe he escalated things when he shouldn't have. And also it's going to be like really fucking awkward for everybody else. So um, he starts to, so Jessica actually goes down to the lake first and they're uh, you know, just like playing hockey puck with each other, she and Luke. And so Craig is watching her, <laughs> watching both of them from an upstairs window and is like, well, I have to, guess I have to say something to Luke. So he decides to break the ice with him by putting on a jersey that he bought, a hockey jersey that he bought when they were in Minnesota, when the great uh, firework incident of 2021 happened. So... He goes out there and he just is like a very, again, very Southern charm apology that Craig gives Luke and is, is like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of hoping that we can move past this and, you know, you know, we can go back to being the Luke and Craig that we, that we used to be. Right. <laughs> and this, this, uh, Jersey is a symbol of our friendship. <laughs> okay. So Luke is like, all right well honestly it was like your delivery was really horrible craig and not three nights ago did we have this conversation about how growing up we had both been horrifically bullied and i kind of felt like in some of the things that you were doing you were making me feel a little bit bullied craig doesn't really say much other than well I just feel like we should try to have fun over the next couple of weeks. And Luke's like, yeah, totally. So Luke says in a confessional that basically he's only accepting this apology from Craig because of the circumstances. He doesn't want to bring the whole house down by continuing to go in on Craig. So he's just coming from the mindset of like, Craig is who he is and he'll move on. Kind of like what Garcelle was saying and about how like, People throw out an apology and it doesn't really seem all that sincere, but they say it and they expect you to just move on. And then when you don't, um, you know, especially on a TV show, it makes you look like you're carrying on something and carrying on, especially because from the audience perspective, like we just want to keep moving, right? Like we just want to keep the story going. So you end up looking like the crazy person for, for continuing to bring shit up and, so he's just going to like accept it and, and keep it pushing. So Austin hosts a dinner party with the theme sinners and he comes out dressed like a Pope or something and makes everybody go around and repent for their sins. But he starts with himself as he should, because really, you know, <laughs> maybe start with you and then I don't really think anybody has to go next, but okay. Um, so he starts with Paige. And apologizes to Paige for how he treated her at the last summer house. And then he apologizes to Amanda for treating her shitty at the first winter house. And then he tries to go to Craig, but Craig's like, just move on, bro. And then they basically just told us what their friendship was like in a nutshell. <laughs> so like, you and I could apologize to each other every day for the rest of our lives and it really wouldn't matter. So 
these guys are not friends. They don't like each other. It's just like a cold war between them. And they're like cosplay this like buddy BFF situation. They don't like each other. It's so wild to watch. And then Austin moves to Sierra and he says, I'm repenting. And I know that what I did was wrong and I hope my sins are forgiven. And the episode ends with Sierra just looking at him as she should. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. I'm in a good mood today and I hope my good mood, um, emanates out to you guys and that you carry that good mood on your own for the rest of the week wow that was very enthusiastic of me okay love you bye